The Aggies play Louisiana Monroe this week. What can they do to prepare for Auburn in this game? You are locked on Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. And today we're going to get straight into what needs to be fixed for the Aggies against Louisiana Monroe for the Auburn game. I did some digging on this Louisiana Monroe team and on Auburn to kind of, you know, see how their seasons have gone because this is a cleanup game. That's what this is against Louisiana Monroe. This is a cleanup game, a get-right game. You need to go out there, get yourself some confidence back, put up a lot of points, don't let them put up a lot of points, and figure things out before you start SEC play against the Auburn Tigers. So to kind of break down quickly what I've seen for Louisiana Monroe, they benched their quarterback, so they started their season against Army. They upset Army. Then they played Lamar and beat Lamar. So they're 2-0. Uh, with an upset win over over Army, and they their starter played the first three uh, quarters of the first game and then got benched. They put in the backup who won the game against Army and then came out and played well and won the game against Lamar. So you assume he's going to get the nod again. I, I I've you know I haven't seen anything else, so you assume he's going to get the nod. And the first thing I've seen on, on that on these quarterbacks on that quarterback, uh, his name is Hunter Herring is he can run the football a little bit, which, doing some digging on Auburn, they're doing this little two-quarterback system where they put out their starter, Peyton Thorne, who's like the throwing quarterback, and then they put in this Robbie Ashford uh, guy who runs the rock. And, you know, I think having a quick quarterback, and I watched Herring um, some highlights. He's, he's a quick guy. Now, Ashford, I watched. I mean, this dude's like track track speed. Like, this dude is really fast. But uh, Herring is still um, a quick player, which I think the reason the reason I even bring this up is because I think it um, – I think what it does is prepares you for Ashford. I think it, it prepares you for what he's going to show, what he's going to do. Um, you know, I'm watching the tape. I mean, it really does. Ashford's thrown the ball a few times, but most of those throws were again in their season opener against UMass. Once the kind of like, you know, like once the game was over and he was kind of just taken up as like the backup quarterback. So, I guess kind of what my thought here is is that you know you want to practice this. You want to do this in practice. You want to you know have some simulated quarterback running the ball you want to see um, different looks like that because at the end of the day you're going to see it against Auburn Robbie Ashford is going to be running the rock a lot and then Peyton Thorne is going to come in and throw the football so you know the way I look at this is this Louisiana Monroe game happens to be you know like like TVD against Miami he was you know set in the pocket he wasn't going anywhere and so you know that that doesn't prepare you for what what you got going on against Auburn this does because this guy can leave the pocket. He's got pretty good running numbers, pretty high yards per carry, um, which is going to get you ready for Ashford. 
And that's the biggest, you know, that, 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 like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's what this game is. When you play Louisiana Monroe, you're not, you're not going to struggle against Louisiana Monroe. You're a over 30 point favorite, but this is going to give you the opportunity to clean some things up for the start of SEC play. An Auburn team that I was a little higher on, they went and played Cal last week and listen, they left with a win, um, but it was not pretty. It, you know, it wasn't the kind of game where you look at it and you go, wow, they're really good. I mean, you, I thought their defense was solid, but their offense is not great, um, which is, I think, a team that sets up well for AM because I think their AM's offense can score on anybody and their defense is going to struggle. So if you're playing a bad offense, I think that this is a ball game that sets up well for the Aggies. Um, man, stuffed up today. Mm. But, um, you know, I think, and then another thing about the Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe. Seven turnovers in two games. Seven turnovers. They can, you know what I mean? They they turn the ball over. So now, do I think that, do I think this is going to be a big deal and they're going to go out and beat Texas a No. What I do think is that you need to do a good job taking care of the football. When Auburn comes to town, I think the Aggies are going to beat Auburn. The way that you let Auburn in this game is you throw, you throw picks, you fumble the football. You know, these things that you did against Miami last week, you can't do those against Auburn. I mean, you will lose the game if you turn the ball over. I think Texas A&M is a much better football team than Auburn. Um, but at the end of the day, you still have to take care of the football. You still have to make sure that you're not turning over the ball. You got to make sure that you're scoring in the red zone, taking care of stuff on special teams. And that's another thing about Auburn I looked at. They have a their kick returner. His name is Brian Batty. He is a former All American kick returner. He's a transfer, so he he wasn't All American at Auburn returning kicks. He was an All American elsewhere. But the way I, I look at this is like one of the biggest plays that Bitchy in the behind against Miami was that kick return for a touchdown. Right when you had gotten yourself back in the ball game. If you let that happen against Auburn, that is how teams not as good as you win. And I don't think talent-wise, now you you could make the same argument for <coughs> you could make the same argument for Miami. Now Miami is much more talented than Auburn, but you're still more talented than them, and you know they came out and, and, and beat you pretty good. So talent isn't always everything. You got to go out and you got to play a good football game. You got to play well. You got to do everything right. And I think the Aggies need to do that against Louisiana Monroe to get themselves ready to go for this Auburn game. I think this is a ball game. It, um, it's it, it, you know it's at your place. You open up your seat. You know it, it's it's the SEC home opener, SEC opener. It's gonna, uh, Kyle Field's going to be rocking. It's going to be a fun environment. But you got to go out and you got to take care of business. The best way to start SEC play one and zero. I've talked about this uh, a lot, a whole bunch. But and we're going to read some quotes from Anaya Smith and Coach Fisher. And, you know, a lot of the takeaways from these are going to be like, we need to stay behind this team. You know, a good, Anias gave a great example of the 2020 season we'll talk about. And, you know, the way that I look at this is you need, as fans, we got to stay behind this football team. You know, we have got to stay behind this football team. They, you can lose a game and everything be okay. I've just, I, I've seen a lot of negativity and I get it. Oh, man. I like, I, I, you have every right to be frustrated. I'm a frustrated. Last week was painful. We're going to read one quote from Coach Fisher that irks me. I know, um, all y'all that saw it on Twitter probably feel the same way, but, um, 
you know, I, I just I think the key, and I'm going to keep reiterating it this week because it's it, it's so serious. We have got to stay behind this football team. One loss doesn't define a season. You win the rest of your ball games, you're in the college football playoff. Is that going to happen? I don't think so. But you see what I'm saying is you got to stick behind this football team, and I, and I think we got to do that. And this week is a good week. Now we need to not overreact, um, myself included. We need to not overreact to what we see because we got to remember it's Louisiana Monroe. But if you go out and you play well against Auburn, and then you play well against Arkansas, then you can start to kind of, and then you you know maybe you beat Bama, then you can kind of start to get get back to being positive about this season. Um, so like I said, I mean, looking at, I mean, you, Louisiana Monroe, they're two and oh, with an upset win. I, I think that's a better football team. Not, I, do I think they're going to compete with the Aggies? I do not, but I think it, it's, it's a fine test to get yourself prepared for Auburn. And I also think it's good. Like I said, that their quarterback likes to run the football a little bit quick guy, get you prepared for Auburn's two quarterback system. That's what this week is for me. If I'm the coaching staff and it's kind of like, was Miami technically your second game of the season? Yes. Did you spend most of the last month of the season preparing for Miami, not New Mexico? I assume, you know, I, and I assume that's what this week is. I assume that you are packaging and preparing for Auburn while getting ready for Louisiana Monroe and, and taking things that you're going to practice, you know, t- taking things to practice that you want to see against Auburn and you're going to use those against Louisiana Monroe. I, I think that's smart because, like I said, I mean, this is a team that's going to go out there, you're going to out talent, you're going to beat them. And, no, I think we need to see that play out for the Aggies on Saturday. And, I mean, just like this is one thing I talked about on, on I believe it was on Monday's episode of Locked on Aggies. Um, but you, do you need to get pressure? Do you need to send five or send six against Louisiana Monroe or send seven? Like I, I, I joked, I said send 11. But do you need to do that against Louisiana Monroe to win this game? No. You could drop everybody back in coverage if you wanted to. Send three and be fine against Louisiana Monroe. But why not practice getting some dang pressure? That is the big – I mean, that is the number one thing. I mean, we're going to talk about pressure all – you have to get it. You have to go get after the quarterback. It leads to bad decisions. It leads to errant throws. It leads to, you know, just bad bad decisions is what it leads to. And if you aren't getting that pressure – you're not going to win football games. So the fact that that I mean the fact that Tex, that Texas A&M coach Durkin and company doesn't like to to create this pressure, doesn't like to get after the quarterback. I mean it just it's frustrating to me, especially against quarterbacks who are going to pick you apart. So, you know, I want to see that I want to see that be better against Louisiana Monroe. I want to, I want to see you send some guys, not because you need to, but because you need to practice it. I watched Auburn's game against Cal. Like I said, I watched every snap of that game. Their starter, the throwing quarterback, Peyton Thorne, he was getting pressured. He made some bad decisions. He he threw some uh, throws a little high. I mean, he threw one throw high to a six foot four receiver, and I was like, man. But so pressure him. If you pressure him, I think the Aggies are going to win that football game. Practice those things this week and be ready to go for Auburn next week. So that's my big takeaway is this Louisiana Monroe game is a good opportunity for Texas A&M to get their mind back right, take out some frustration from last week, and get ready to go for this Auburn football game and start SEC play on the right note, start 1-0. It starts this week. It starts some preparation. You need to get ready. You need to prepare for Auburn. You need to do things right and be ready to go for when the Auburn Tigers come to town next weekend. We're going to talk about some quotes from Anaya Smith and Jimbo Fisher. One of which from uh, from Coach Fisher about Coach Durkin might frustrate Aggie fans. We'll discuss that coming up right here 
Unlocked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions do apply. So we're going to run through some quotes from the recent press conferences from Coach Fisher and a couple quotes from Anaya Smith. The first quote from Coach Fisher I, this is the one, and this is the quote we're going to spend the most time on, but this is a little frustrating to me. Now, I'm going to get into both sides of the argument. So, Coach Fisher said, DJ Durkin is a very good coach that does a good job and knows what he's doing. My favorite comment, my favorite comment I saw about this quote was this. If you get, how are you a good coach if you get 48 points hung on your head with five, with all these five stars, with all this talent? That is a great, a great point. Because at some point, at some point, it's one of two things. It's preparation, in or one of three things I'll say. It's lack of preparation, lack of in-game calling ability, or lack of the ability to develop these players. And I don't, I mean, could, could it be a mixture of all these things? Sure. But, I mean, you know, we talked about the talent of this roster often here at Locked on Aggies. And this is what frustrates me the most and what should frustrate uh, uh, all us Texas A&M fans is that how talented this team is. I mean, truly, it... Now, this I, I'm not out here, you know, griping and saying we need to be discouraged, move on, maybe next year. We're not doing that here at Locked on Aggies. We're going to stay positive as much as possible and we're going to fight on and hope for some big wins against some SEC opponents and, and really turn this thing around quickly. But that quote does frustrate me. Now, the flip side of this is, well, what is Coach Fisher going to say? You know, now, I, mean, I know that I, I, I understand. I understand being frustrated with this. I do. I really do get that. But, you know, what's Coach Fisher supposed to say? Yeah, Coach Durkin stinks. He's awful. He's the worst. I don't know why I haven't fired him yet. He's the worst coach ever. We need to get rid of him. He stinks. Like, you know, I, coach Fisher's not going to go up there and say that. He's not going to crap talk his coach um, as much as as us Aggie fans want to and as much as Coach Durkin probably you know, a little bit deserves. Um, he, coach Fisher's not going to do that. That's just, you know, coach respect. He's not going to go up there and hammer him. No, I mean, you can say things like, you know, we disagree with some play calls from Coach Durkin and we're going to clean it up this week. I, I'd have been, you know, because here's the deal. It wasn't pretty. It was not pretty. There was a lot wrong. Anybody can look at the tape. Anybody can watch that football game and figure that out. So I think it is a little bit frustrating that Coach Fisher isn't, you know, willing to say, hey, you know, 
there was a lot we were frustrated with on the defensive side of the ball, but we trust in Coach Durkin. He's going to figure things out. I think that one thing I'm a big believer in is being transparent with people in life, whether you're a coach, whether you are a podcast host. I like to be transparent as possible here on Locked on IEs. If I say something and you think I'm wrong, you know, you comment, and I'll tell you why I disagree, why I agree with what you're saying. I, I think that's how, how how life should be. And when you look at Coach Fisher, or you know, you look at look at Coach Fisher. I don't think he's being transparent here. I don't know how you can look at that tape and 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 not be frustrated with with the talent you know you have on the defensive side of the football. Now, like I said, I'm not asking them to go out there and bash Coach Durkin and say how awful he is. He's a terrible coach. He's horrible. Needs to be fired. He's awful. That's not what I'm saying should happen. All I'm simply saying is that I think you you got to hold Coach accountable for the fact that you got 48 points hung on your head. You need to, you know, accept that and say there's a lot we need to clean up. Coach Durkin and, and I and the rest of the staff, we're going to figure it out. If you say that, I just think people are going to be a lot less frustrated. That's why that's why that quote, I think, sat wrong with so many AM fans and myself personally. Um, I just think you could have handled it a little bit differently. You don't have to bash them, but you should hold them accountable. And I don't think he held them accountable here. I think he said he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Well, evidently not. Did you watch the game on Saturday? You were there. I know you were there. I saw you on the TV. So that's what forces me about that quote. But I mean, like I said, I do get it. I, I do get it. you're not supposed, you're not going to bash your guys. So I understand. That. I just think you could have handled it a little bit differently, and that's why that frustrated so many Aggie fans. Um, the other quote from Coach Fisher I want to read. Um, he said he's disappointed that we didn't get the result that we wanted. We had things on all three phases that that we did well, and things that we need to clean up. And this is what I've said. You know, I was happy with the offense. I talked about on yesterday's episode of Locked On Aggies is all you everydayers know. I discussed the fact. You know. I think that the offense looked good, but you know there's still stuff to clean up. I think the offensive line could have played better. I think the uh, the run game could have been a little bit more efficient. Coach Fisher sounded happy about the run game. I thought it was a little bit better than the previous week, but I still think there's stuff to clean up. And I know you were without Le'Veon Moss, so you were a little bit shorthanded there. But I still think there was some stuff to clean up. Um, and then here's some quotes from Anaya Smith. And the first thing I say I want to say before I read some of these quotes is Anaya Smith is such a great leader a great person to have in the locker room and just a true uh, we're, we're lucky as Aggie fans to have him represent our school. I mean, true. That's all I have to say about a nice man. He's just a great human being. I mean, getting to talk to him at media days, meeting him at media days. It's just a, a great guy. And, and it's easy to root for guys like that. I, I always have, feel like I have to shout him out when I talk about him for just how, how good of a, of a, of a dude he is. Um, so Anias said as a football player, all types of emotions can come after a loss. It's all bottled up right now. The only thing that can take that tenseness out of the locker room is practicing and making sure we go hard to get rid of that negative energy. And that's a good point. I mean, you know, you can take a loss one of two ways. You can take it and you can be frustrated. You can be angry. You can be mad. You know, you can gripe and you can holler and you can be upset. Or you can use that anger and you can use that pain you felt on Saturday and say, you know, my dad always say when I lose, you know, he, he in something, he would always tell me like, you want to do everything in your in your power to never feel that feeling again. And I think that's what the Aggies need to do this week. They need to do everything in their power to never feel how they feel right now again. And are they going to feel how they feel again at some point? Yeah. You know, you're, you're not going to win every game. But if you practice like you never want to feel losing again, it'll help you win. Um, so I, I respect that quote from Anias. Um, and then another another quote from him, he said, oh, he's talking about the, the defensive backfield. Those guys are going to come back stronger than ever. They always bounce back from tough days of practice. 
we have some really good leaders on the defensive side of the ball. I think that's a, a, a great quote because, like, you know, the defensive backfield had a rough game. Had a, I mean, they got burned a whole bunch. I, I was disappointed with that group. But, you know, I think hearing that they bounce back in practice, I'm a believer in your practice, how you play. And if you bounce back well at practice, I think you're going to see the Aggie defensive backfield bounce back well against Louisiana Monroe and then have a good game against Auburn. So, you know, it, it, it's good to hear that. That's another good quote from Anias. And then the last quote from Anias, and this is what I'm talking about staying behind this team. I know it can be frustrating. I get it. But this is this is a good quote from Anias talking about the 2020 season. It's all about a mindset. Let's go back to 2020 when we took that loss to Alabama in the second game of the season. We weren't expecting to lose. We came in expecting the win. We put in the work and fell short. At the same time, we knew we still had work to do. And how did that season turn out? You know, you can lose football games and things can still can turn around and go your way. So that is why I am such a big believer in us Aggie fans need to do a good job, you know, staying behind this team because things can things can turn the right way. Things can get better. Things can fix itself. So um, I'm really anxious to see how this team, you know, the the mental state of this team, how well they do, um, you know, getting themselves back into it this year getting themselves ready to go for this game, for the Auburn game. I think that we're going to be really proud of this football team when the season comes to an end. And and it might be hard to see that right now, but I just I think this team still has something special and something to prove this year with a chip on the shoulder from what happened last year. So I still believe in this team, and I think we got to stay behind our guys. And I'm going to keep reiterating that because, you know, it, it's hard as a player to go out there and feel motivated if 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 people aren't behind you and I don't the fan base isn't isn't behind them. the fan base is frustrated with a lot of things and I get that but I'm just saying we got to stay behind this team and it's got to be a group effort we got to stay behind this football team and good things are going to happen I promise we're going to talk about the FPI rankings where the Aggies are at what the rest of the season looks like what's their record going to be according to ESPN's football power index coming up right here unlocked on Aggies But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Jace Medical. Jace Medical is one of the most interesting companies I have ever learned about. And when I learned more about it, found out they'd be a sponsor of the show, I said I have to go get these for my family. They offer Jace cases. And what it is, is, is it, it's an emergency kit. Jace Medical, they, they do a good job of preparing people for the worst company you know this happened after covid covid happens you know the world is crazy people can't get things they need people can't get their medicines the world's crazy um i mean you know like i'll give you an example my my uh, grandparents go to ecuador every year they haven't gone since covid but during covid they were down there right when covid hit and they were stuck and they didn't have the medicines they needed and we were terrified and and that's basically what a company what this company jace medical does is they send you medicines they send you the jace the um and they're different they're different the jace case comes with five different antibiotics that can help you in different emergencies different situations it's a great thing to have it reminds me of a product so last christmas it's funny my dad um and we all thought you know we we, were, we all gave him a hard time but he ordered these um if you're choking kits for the whole family and i was like why you know dad why why, why'd you do that? It's kind of a weird thing to get. And he's like, well, I just was thinking about it. And I saw it advertised. I was like, what, what if something happens to the family and, you know, you have one of these, it saves a life. 
And, and that's the whole point of that. Is someone going to choke? Probably not. But if they do, they have that kit now. And that's what that's the premise of Jace Medical. Will you need this stuff? Hopefully not. Hopefully you don't get sick and need any of these medicines. But if you do, they're there. And that's the whole point of Jace Medical. It, it's it's a great, it's just all around a great premise, a great company, and a great idea that are gonna it's gonna help people, you know, stay alive in tough situations. You can take it hunting, camping, you know, rock climbing. You can have it at the house. They have so many different things they offer to help in a pinch, to help just in everyday life. So you've got to go check out Jace Medical. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus. An additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E-M-E-D-I-C-A-L.com. So the last thing we're going to really get into today is some of these FPI numbers. You know, I, I, the football power index is one thing I kind of go back and forth. I'm like, do I, what do I think about these numbers? And then I remember looking at it last year and a lot of different teams, I looked at it and I was like, well, they, they say this team's going to go this record. They're not going to win that, lose that many games or win that many games. And then they did. And I was like, oh, well, I need to respect these numbers. Um, so the Aggies, even after the loss, are currently sitting 19th in the ESPN FPI rankings. Their projected record is seven and five. A lot of times you'll see it be like six and seven. And then, you know, the, like, sort of like it's not even numbers. So it's convenient that it's seven and five. The Aggies have an 84.1% chance to win six plus games, a 5.4% chance to win the division. And then we're just going to run through the games, the, the remaining games on the schedule and talk about ESPN, FBI's chances, the Aggies to pull off the win. So against Louisiana Monroe, it's 97.7. Auburn at 63.2. Arkansas at 66. Bama, it's 23.5. Tennessee, it's 40.9. I'll tell you this. I, I'm a little surprised that those FPI numbers after you know what we saw from Bama against Texas didn't flip a little bit. I was, I was, I, you know, I, I was not crazy impressed with their showing. Um, but Tennessee, I know, didn't have their best ball game ever either. South Carolina, 79.2. Ole Miss 31, and that same, I don't, Ole Miss, I don't know, maybe people are, I'm still not high on Ole Miss. I don't know if y'all are, are more high on Ole Miss than I am, but I'm still not sold on them. Mississippi State 67.3, Abilene Christian 98.8, and LSU 32.4. So that has, if all that happens, the Aggies are going to have a 7-5 to five year. I still don't believe that. I still think the Aggies get to nine wins. I think that, I think they're going to go 2-4 and four against Bama, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and LSU. I think that we were higher on these teams going into the season than, and, and I was high on all those teams going into the season except for Ole Miss. And then we've seen them, and I've been unimpressed. So I think Texas A&M can win some of those football games. And I think if you do that, you can go nine and three. I still think nine and three is on the table, even with the loss to Miami. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Aggies. Thank you all so much for tuning in every single day. It really does mean the world to me. All you everydayers I see commenting on a day-to-day basis, I really appreciate that. So thanks for all y'all do to help me be able to do this podcast every day for you. I really appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day, and we will see you tomorrow.